He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. So what drives me to do what I do is when I lost $1,200 myself, well, I started thinking about when I was a Lance Corporal, which is an E3 in the Marine Corps. And as you know, and as many uh, military service members and veterans that are listening to this know, um, you don't make a lot of money. So for our civilian counterparts who think the military makes a lot of money, when you're an entry-level person, you make no money. So just thinking about how it would have been if I lost $1,200 as an E3, um, I started thinking about how many young E3s around the globe are moving and how many of them know about vacation rental booking sites and how many of them are going to go to that first before they go to anything else. And when they book it, they're going to be like, yeah, I can get reimbursed. And then that, that, that hammer is going to get slapped down on them like, nah, you can't. They'll find a way to get reimbursed the right way. Sometimes, most times, not the right way. And I just said, you know, a lot of people join for honor, courage, integrity, uh, commitment. And by having to get their money back, they're going to compromise a lot of that honor, courage, and commitment. And I want to be that platform that doesn't allow that. And what I mean by that is like give them a space where they can book vacation rentals and alternative accommodations. They can turn in their uh, necessary documentation. They can get reimbursed. No compromise of themselves and no losing of any kind of money that they knew they should have gotten back like I did. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. As I've been growing my business and finding new ways to add to my property portfolio, I have to think about how I can anticipate the homeowner's needs, just like I do for my guests. One of the things owners always ask is, how is my property going to be protected? What happens if something gets damaged or worse? These are valid questions and concerns, and I have an opportunity to address these concerns before they even get mentioned, all thanks to having Safely as part of my toolkit. I can ensure all stakeholders are covered during a guest stay and use this information as a way to grow my business by ensuring my property owners know they can trust that I have them covered. If you're a professional property manager, then you need to get safely in your tool belt so you can focus on operating and growing your business. Thanks for listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to an episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and I'm your host, Will Slickers, and this is another exciting episode. I feel like we're doing a bunch of episodes with duos. So today, I got Anthony Gant, the founder of At Ease Rentals, and then we have our good man, Mateo Bradford, who has uh, been his right-hand man, it sounds like, for the whole journey, so I'm really excited to have both of you on the show. Welcome to Slick Talk. How are you guys doing today? Oh, man, great to be here. Doing great, Will. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, it's been a, a fun journey getting to see your guys' story play out. Uh, we've been connected, you know, via LinkedIn and seeing, you know, a bunch of other stuff pop up and then getting the opportunity to meet you guys uh, not too long ago uh, to get on the podcast. It's been a cool story. So I really just want to jump in. Um, Anthony, my man, tell us the story of what at ease is, the story behind it and why you're driving this mission forward. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having Mateo and I on here to talk about things 
Um, and uh, let me jump right into it. So active duty Marine, 20 years, 21 years now, uh, getting old. And uh, I was given military orders, which are called permanent change of station by the Marine Corps to move from Quantico, Virginia to Austin, Texas. Um, the location I was moving to wasn't a location with a huge military base. And I just knew that it was going to be a lot of things that we had to plan for, and a lot of things that we had to do, which was like, hey, we won't have a house when we move to Texas. So we're going to have to stay somewhere for a temporary time basis. We call that temporary uh, travel. So I said, let me let's start looking for temporary lodging because there's no base. I didn't have to worry about going on the base facility. We said, let's go check one of these vacation booking sites out there. Uh, we just had come from Disney. And we stayed in the house with a couple of friends and family said, like, let's run a house like we did in Disney, in Orlando uh, when we moved to uh, uh, Texas. And that's what we did. We said, hey, we're going to be closing on our house on this date. Uh, by the time we get to Texas, we'll have about 10 or 15 days. If we time it right, we can take another five day vacation through the 10 days, do the closing and move into the house. Perfect. That's what we're going to do. So that's what we did. We went on, you know, a popular site just went public this year. Not going to name no names, but you can kind of get an idea of who I'm talking about. And we booked a, plat a, a home off of their platform, and it was amazing. It was priced like a Texas home would be priced for about $100 a day. Um, of course, the cleaning the service fees, but whatever, that was that was negotiable. Uh, not negotiable, that, that was doable because it was $100 a day. I'm talking about a five-bedroom home with a pool in the backyard right down the street from the house we were closing on. So we got to experience the community during the night and the day, some things most people don't get to do. And I just was excited about this opportunity because this was the first time I didn't have to cram my family of eight. I said eight because I have six kids into a hotel. Now, when we left Virginia, we stayed in the hotel for about two or three days. And it sucked. And I said that hotel sucked. It sucked for having eight people in there. And I had eight kids, six kids from the ages of five all the way up to 17. And it was just crazy. And we was like, we can't do this when we go to Texas. And um, I didn't get reimbursed when I gave my receipt to the, the, the personnel who usually takes that travel receipt and give you a travel voucher to say, hey, man, here's the money that you did for staying in this accommodation. Here's the money for your driving. Here's the money for your food. They gave me everything back except for the lodging expense, Will. And I was livid. I was like, hey, uh, excuse me, where is my lodging reimbursement? I was like, sir, unfortunately you used the blah, blah, blah from this site, we can't reimburse you. I was like, that's crap. So you're gonna have to figure this out. So go get me someone senior. Next Marine came over a little bit more senior. It's like, sir, I think the Marine's right. And I was like, all right, we, we're done with this. Go find me a staff SEO, um, which is like the management for the administrators. And he came out, pulled me to the side. And he was like, very nicely, but very directly. Hey, sir, you effed up. And I was like, what do you mean I have to? <laughs> he was like, let me show you black and white, dude. You can't stay. Like, I was like, oh. He was like, nah, sir. You know, Marines, we figure things out. We get the job done. We make stuff happen, right? And he was like, sir, now if you come out with a different receipt and you say you stay somewhere else, we can help you out. And I'm like, stop, son. I just got here. Ain't no way I'm about to bring you a, a, a made-up receipt just to get my money back, <laughs> right? Because had I done that, all of the, he, he would have told the Marines and my Marines, they're like, you know what your boss did? You know what your boss did? Not only that, then it would I would have felt wrong because I compromised my integrity and, and all the things that I stand for. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I was like, let's figure out how you can get me reimbursed. I know it got to be some kind of way. And we scratched and dig and we, we did what we could to figure it out. Um, technically, I could get reimbursed still today, but it, it may come with some punitive action, right? 
I don't need a major in the Marine Corps getting an NJP or a page 11. It's like a punitive, like slap on a wrist. Or sometimes it could be worse, like you messed up, sir. I, I, I just don't need that bad paperwork. <laughs> so I, I took the L. And the reason I, I created the company uh, was because I wanted to make sure other families like mine who were traveling for a relocation move that the military told them to do wouldn't go and have to get the same treatment I, I experienced. I was on a Facebook group with some uh, military folks moving. It took them nine months, nine months to get their reimbursement when they stayed in a vacation rental off a booking site. Mm. They didn't, I didn't ask them how they got it back finally, but I know they got it back. So I know they had to do a little bit of finagling, right? But nine months. And I was like, we got to get rid of this. Because when you start talking about $1,200, $1,500, sometimes $5,000 for staying somewhere for a couple of days, sometimes a month. And not getting reimbursed as a service member, that's a huge blow. That's a huge blow on anyone. I don't care what profession you're in, unless you like like Steve Jobs or, or Bezos or one of those guys, $5,000, that's like dinner. But for the rest of us working folks, that's a lot of money to say I'm not giving you back when I told you to move. And I told you I was going to give it back, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I started the company. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. I <laughs> I, I relate to this uh, very much. I've never had a travel voucher not get paid, but then I've had them say they overpaid me and, and I owe it back, even though they did not overpay me. I know for sure. I calculated it. Um, <laughs> and you know, they'll take their money before they give it to you. Oh, 100%, 100%, 100%. So that's why it's such a relatable story. And you're 100%, all right, like the E3 that is traveling because they're on orders or you know told to move. Um, they don't have that much, like, you don't make much as an E3, like, especially on salary with the hours you put in. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like what, uh, what MOS you have, you don't make much. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it's just insane on that. And so it's, it's cool to hear the story. That's a relatable story for at least a lot of people in the service. Um, so tell us what is the company now? So what did you guys build? How was this? Cause you built at ease in order to solve this problem. So what is the solution? So the solution today is a booking platform that's going to have uh, traditional and, uh, and alternative accommodations all that in one place. So we still will have hotels on there. We still will have corporate housing or we will have corporate housing. We will have hotel. We will have alternative accommodations. I learned that from Mateo because uh, he's a guru in the space. And we'll have sh- uh, short term uh, spaces, STRs and whatnot, all available for the short term to the midterm to what we call a long term stay about 180 days or less. Um, nothing like a 12 month lease, but we will have access to that because we identified that the people we serve and, and the folks that are traveling for us, they come in all shapes and sizes when it comes to days and nights spent in different dwellings. Now that's a great way to sum it up. Now, Mateo, the guru behind it, I want to hear your, <laughs> I want to hear your, uh, your, your thinking, a little bit of your story. How did you become uh, a part of this this company, what's what's the story really in educating you know Anthony on what short term rentals are and and the terminology of of what we talk about in the industry? Yeah, so the, the title is not yeah I, I I'm flattered, but thank you. Uh, Anthony and I actually met through a mutual acquaintance in the industry, um, and you know I, I, in the beginning you know I, the 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 friend you know that we had in common was telling us, ah, oh, I'm building an OTA with this guy. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not building an OTA. I was like, why are you trying to build an OTA? Nobody's trying to build an OTA. Like, you know, it, it just didn't make sense. But, um, you know, fast forward a little bit more, um, 
you know, we, some time passed and, and he actually broke down what they were doing. And I was like, that's actually very fascinating. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit further, COVID hitting. Um, it just really made sense at that point. Like, you know, there's a huge transition in the world. The industry needed new revenue streams. And it, it was open to looking at new ways of operating. Um, some for survival, some just to, you know, expand on, you know, the, the, the situation of the current day, like the current day. And so, you know, one of the things that I thought was unique in this space is it was just baffling to me that, you know, federal government employees and, you know, our, our military service members who serve us can use Uber, but can't use Airbnb or booking or VRBO or any of the other third party channels. Um, and that this solution out here is looking to really solve this problem. Like, how can we marry the two together, right? Like, how can we bring this demographic to, you know, this industry that could use the hospitality? And, you know, honestly, on the other side of that, that be a solution to a problem that military families are, and government travelers are facing all the time. You know, they don't want to stay in hotels. You look at Anthony's situation, right? Like, why would you want to put six kids, you know, and two adults in a hotel room? I don't care how many adjoining rooms you have. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Um, and, you know, whereas he had full access to something that suited his family's need and probably de-stressed that time for the whole family. Right. Like when they're moving, they're coming to a new house they're coming to a new town. They're coming into a new way of life. And I'm not knocking hotels. They have their place. But like that's not the appropriate scenario for that. And it's ridiculous that our service members have to go through that and our federal government employees have to go through that. So there is a bit of a noble cause to this. Right. Like we are actually looking to solve a problem and we building technology around that. Anthony has has laid the roadmap for, you know, something that's unique and and that the industry hasn't seen and it's scalable. Right. for these niche for this niche area uh you think of the expanse of the federal government you know that is military you know service men and women um but it's civilian contractors it's guardsmen it's you know all of the alphabet lettered uh organizations from you know interior to you know the environment right so it's a very it's an expansive network and if you can provide them one place to find the appropriate accommodation for whatever they need yeah I think it's good for the industry and great for the traveler. So just made a lot of sense. So I've been glad to come in and help Anthony, uh, you know, as an advisor and, and, and build out kind of a strategy um, for how we can get this done. But it's, you know, well, it's, as with everything else in this business, and you know, it, it's about relationships. It's, it's pairing needs, needs of these travelers with, you know, property managers and professionals in the space that have the properties. Cause that's, you know, that's one thing we have to hit on is that not everybody's property qualifies. So, you know, they have to be able to hit an STR standard, they have to fit the government standard, uh, and they have to fit our hospitality standard. And so we work with professionals in the space to, you know, either get them ready, or, you know, take what they have that's already ready in place for us. I love that. And there's so many touch points. But the one thing that Anthony, you kind of mentioned on too, was um, the paperwork that you returned at the end uh, was was not uh, not valid. So is this a solution that's part of at ease that comes with um, when it comes to returning in your receipts and filling out your vouchers, is that something that kind of is built in as well? But there's probably so many other things, obviously, like you said, inventory for in, in certain standards that the government and everybody else has to have you meet. But uh, I'm just kind of curious on your guys' back end, what does that look like? Absolutely. From the front end to the table, we handle all the nuances and the 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 intricacies that make the government great. Like 
that bureaucracy and that paperwork that most people will never have a clue to it unless you've actually been a part of it. Um, that's what we take care of. So like you said, in order to get that voucher um, paid out so that you like when you go on your uh, training wheel on the weekends, um, you don't have to worry about somebody coming back and saying you you uh, were overpaid. Right. We're, we're going in and we're doing the hard work and we're doing the hard math and say, hey, tell us what you rate. Tell us what your rank is. Tell us where you're going. And we're doing all of the necessities to make sure we get it right. And we kind of I'll be honest, we kind of cheating. I got 21 years in the Marine Corps. Right. I was once a travel administrator uh, OIC and um, had to do this for hundreds of uh, service members. I've been across the globe on several temporary duty travel. Um, and we just made it work. We, we're, we're doing exactly what we need to do. No, that's awesome. Um, for, for that. So what are, I was on mute. Sorry. I was going to say one thing I just wanted to add to that too, is I think it's, it's an important part of the culture. Um, you know, what we're building into, into at ease is a really a machine that is, you know, in line. So, you know, when we're that that help with the reimbursement is built into our system and it builds into our model, like though, whatever trouble that they face, if they face trouble with our our customer service teams are going to be ready to actually help them through that process, answer any questions they may have. And Anthony is like, it's cheating. I I think it's like more along like having the cheat code uh, and and just kind of putting it in place, because, again, it's you know, that's what makes us different than other people. Like this isn't just somebody that's building something to serve the government sector. We, we speak the language and we're building that into the DNA of the company. So at every level, it will be understood the traveler's journey, what they need, what they're going through and how we can help them in that space. Even if it's just something as simple as, oh, you know, it's a clerical error we need, you know, how do we get this receipt in line for reimbursement? We want to have that lined up and ready to go for them. No, that's awesome. And for the vacation rental managers, whether they're arbitrage, management, co-hosting, all that type of stuff, this is an area I don't think that most people were quite aware of. I think in the beginning of COVID, they were aware mm-hmm. of, you know, traveling nurses and doctors and all the other yeah. uh, things like that. But there's still a lot of federal employees, even not just military, that were traveling around due to contract work and um, other things to set up. You know, I like myself, we were, you know, we had so many civilian contractors on the federal you know, side that were there to help set up these COVID training or not training centers, testing centers and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of moving parts that we just didn't know. There's, you know, there was, we were all crammed into hotel rooms. Granted, we didn't have, you know, six kids with us, but <laughs> uh, we, we definitely, you know, I, there was a, a city that we drove by and I was like, man, I wish we could have stayed there because there's just a beautiful te- couple of townhomes that would have been great for a group of us to stay in. And so, um, I think it's just not, not an underserviced market. I just don't think the short-term rental, you know, providers are aware that this is something that's constantly moving no matter what. Um, so yeah, well, that's a that's a, a amazing point. Um, at the height of it, when everything went into like straight, uh, we need to quarantine everybody, go home. The federal government ramped up. Now the the relocations didn't right move, so people like the military is not even moving. I was like, no, 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 no. There, who do you think are setting up tents and, and testing facilities and, and hospitals? The military. Who do you think is supporting that? FEMA, uh, health, uh, which is HHS, and, and every other agency that had to deal with some type of uh, disease control type of 
like helping out our country, Department of State. I had so many people contact us from uh, uh, the embassies and the uh, different state departments, and I can't remember the other agency, uh, USAID, that were overseas that got pulled back to the states. Now, mind you, these people don't live in the states. They're, they're overseas, they're and that's where they yeah. live, expats and whatnot, that had got pulled back to America that were homeless. And they were like, hey, we're going to find something. We got to find something quick. And I was like, I don't have the managers. Like, a lot of folks came to us. We could have serviced... I had one buddy who was a, a reservist with me um, that was in D.C. He's like, hey, we got 5,000 National Guards. Do you think you can house them? Wow. And I was like, uh, let me let me try. I called one of the folks that we had uh, as a, a, a host, but COVID had taken them out and they had reduced their inventory. So oh, unfortunately, we couldn't. Had it been a week or two earlier, we could have housed 5,000 soldiers for about four months as well as helped that property managers stay in business yeah. at a scale that would have helped them survive a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the industry doesn't know as much about it. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy that you could have housed 5,000 soldiers for four months um, just from one property manager. That's, that's insane. So I, I'm glad that you yeah. actually kind of brought this up too, because at ease is not a management company it is strictly a mm-hmm. booking platform in order to service this segment of travelers and, uh, you know, just bring awareness to, I guess, what most short-term rental uh, operators would not know existed other than, you know, Airbnb guests or small, you mm-hmm. know, four, four co- or not four couples, two couples that are coming on a, a little weekend getaway or whatever that may be. So that's the cool part is that you, I think you guys very much knew what you're trying to serve, not trying to be a OTA or a booking platform that then also managed. I think there's a lot that goes into into both sides. But what do you guys on the management side? What's been the biggest thing uh, when it comes for whether it's awareness, learning curve, anything that you guys have realized is really under discussed when it comes to the short term rental managers in this segment of, of traveler and booking. Mateo, you go think, first, and now yeah, I think it's 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 actually very simple. I think it's just understanding that you have access to this traveler pool, to this traveling demographic. If you're in any major U.S. city, there's some form of federal travel there. You know, if there's guard, like you know, the you know traveling elements. You know, most major metropolitan areas, and even rural and vacation destinations, right? Like you think of the Destin area. You got an Air Force base right down there. You got Pensacola, you know, an hour, two hours away down the, down the way. And surrounding, I can't tell you how many, you know, bombing runs and all kind of other schools and other things are down there. Columbus, Georgia, right? Probably not on everyone's top 10 list for short-term rentals, but it's a great college town. Fort Benning is there. And, you know, there's an ecosystem and there's a short-term rental business that is, you know, booming around the base traffic the college traffic, you know, it's a quaint little college town, you know, in the pandemic, two hours away from, uh, I mean, an hour and a half away from Atlanta. Now, granted, my son goes to college there. So I, that's how I know about it more than anything else. But <laughs> and, and for the business of that ease going down there and, you know, knowing that that base is there, but it shows that there's potential in these markets. And we found managers that, you know, we wouldn't normally find through the normal channels, right? Like that we wouldn't find in this space. You know, there's a, there's a ranger Anthony introduced us to that's got, you know, five to 10 properties down there, right? Like it's, they're there and they're, they're in the market. Um, you know, they're just, you know, they're in Atlanta, Facebook, STR groups, like, and no one really knows about the demographic here and how to make it work. They just know you can't use the the major third party sites and, and get reimbursed. Nobody's 
done what Anthony's done in the space and say, yeah, but you can do this, right? And it's, it's, it's making a firm distinction. And I'll say it just because of the name, like when they say you can't book an Airbnb, it's not, you can't book a short-term rental. You can't use Airbnb booking VRBO or, or third-party sites because it's not authorized, right? Correct. And so that whole getting that message across to the managers and letting them know like, hey, if you've got demand in this market, you know, a channel like ours is going to to be, you know, a good revenue tool for you and a good way to pair you uh, with that traveling sector. That's awesome. And I have two questions. I'm going to go this one first is how does the pricing work? So tell us about what the, what's the pricing you know structure for at ease, whether it's the management or connectivity. What's what's that look like for you guys when um, people are going to try to put their inventory with you? Uh, it's simple. So what, what we do is we we have a flat rate that we do. Uh, on the front end, because every property that we list is inspected, um, either virtually or in person, um, and we have we've come together and built a, a set of metrics that uh, is compliant with uh, with the housing standard, um, and you know, but is also built into you know we want to make sure that our these properties are you know have a quality you know, with with regards to hospitality as well, and so we you know we're we're looking at pictures, we're looking at neighborhoods, we're looking at you know, um, you know, the safety of the building. Um, you know, we've, we've got partnerships in the industries with, you know, with companies like Breezeway who, you know, we got trained in, on their program and we, you know, we, we look at some of those things and we're working on projects to continue to bring this level of safety and compliance um, to our, our industry. Um, and so on the front end of that, it's just, a, you know, we have a flat rate and then an annual rate to, you know, keep in compliance and keep listed on the site. And then one of the things that we did in building this platform, and Anthony and I talked a lot about it, was like we we want to make this something that's beneficial to the managers, right? You know, they hear a lot of times that you know these platforms don't think about them or they're not built to, you know, to work with their business. And so that's something that we're really open to, and we're really interested in making that an easy experience uh, for them to participate and, and to work with that ease. And so, you know, on that end, we don't take a commission on the in, on any government travel. So if they're traveling on orders on, on temporary duty or, or PCSing, we're not going to take a commission uh, from the property manager on that. But we we do have to be careful of the rating in that um, because we have to make sure that they you know, that we fit within the traveler's budget guidelines and, and their per diem rates. But that's that's it. We haven't really had any issues you know, around that. We're, you know, we're always able to, to, to work out pricing in that space. Um, which again, like at the same time, how many managers do you know offer vets discounts and things of that nature? So it's not hard to get to that. I think once you, you know where we are, who we are and what we're doing in the space, pricing hasn't been an issue with the managers. Plus it's more of the exposure we can give them in that space. And if there's demand, you know, they, they, they work with us to make sure that, that we can align together there. And then what we do do is we want to encourage at ease for the same traveling demographic to, you know, on, on leisure, on Liberty, on, on R&R, whatever, to when they're going on vacation to, hey, why not go to the same safe place that, you know, you were staying at before? You know, hey, it had a pool. You didn't get to go because you were, you know, training for seven days and had to split. Well, next time you're outside of Orlando, bring the family, stay at, you know, stay at the vacation row and, and book through at ease. And so and that we will, we will take a flat net rate commission on that. Um, but that's that's minimal. And that's only on the leisure travel. No, that, that makes so much sense. And I'm kind of curious now for the uh, connectivity side. Um, mm -hmm. How so how are you guys getting this inventory from a PMS or a property management software 
to then now at ease, which is where people are. Is it a channel connectivity? What's that look like for the back end? I really am curious, and whoever wants to take the floor, I think Anthony is. Oh, that's, the t- that's Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I love the question, Mateo. I got to say, great job on, on um, breaking that down. Um, I usually go, I confuse people when I talk about the pricey bottle, but you simplified it, so excellent job, my friend. Well, that's a great question. Um, I'm a, I'm a, we are working with an amazing group of people who are not only channel managers that are helping bring the inventory for the integration and making sure that the uh, platforms are synced up, um, but they're, they're forward thinking. They're in a lot of great organizations and they're very conscious about uh, supporting uh, underrepresented people, right? Um, uh, Mateo usually tell me don't drop names, so I won't drop names on this one. But uh, when the timing is right, we will let you know which channel manager that we've teamed up with and partnered up with um, in the short term alternative accommodation space where we're going to be able to bring a lot of stuff. I will say they're out of Europe, um, but they're, um, I love the opportunity that we have working with them. And then we're in conversations with other folks that are home based that have a, uh, that are also channel managers that are going to give us the uh, ability to connect with each other, um, with other property managers and whatnot, in different PMS systems. And then. Like we said, hotels have a time and a place. We are working with a company out of Dallas um, that we've inked the contract with them as well uh, to where they're going to help us gain inventory to the hotels because we're listening to the service members who are saying, you know, it's just me and my spouse. Um, I don't really want a vacation rental. Um, I still want to book a hotel. Can I book a hotel on at ease? And I'm like, absolutely. Uh, You have veterans who are traveling saying, I still want to book a hotel. Can I book a hotel on Addie's? And I'm like, absolutely. So we're going to have a mix of uh, uh, short-term rentals, alternative accommodations, as well as hotels. And we're working with, right now, we've already inked a deal with two channel managers, uh, one for hotels and one for uh, vacation rentals, um, which is what's going to give us a connection to a lot of these PMSs. Because as you know, the channel managers already have integrations with those PMSs. So it's just going to open up a wealth of inventory. To Mateo's point, uh, we just got to go out and find those property managers with properties that fit the mold because every property is not going to cut the mustard for us. And we know it. we've already identified with some of the guys we're working with now. And it's just like, take what you need and and what you don't, you don't. And and one thing to just add to that, too, I think from Anthony's a tech guy, but I think one of like our strategy in this space is to make as many connections as possible. Like we we want to get as much of the inventory that fits our model uh, up in into into this world into this traveling demographic, and so we're you know I'll, I'll let Anthony talk about what's coming up from like the tech side, but we're 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 working from a design process that's going to make that open um, and and very easy. That's not that shouldn't be and you know API integrations are the bane of most people's existence, right, in this business. And if we want to make sure that, you know, we know not everything works smoothly every time, but from our side, we want to make sure that we're as, uh, as accessible to as many uh, of the relevant parties as possible uh, in building our, our platform to do so. In, in Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I wanted to talk about this, Will, uh, real quick, because uh, we're talking about the properties a lot. Uh, what we are also doing um, on the other side of not just property inspections, but individual inspections as well. Um, we've inked a deal with a company. If you look it up, they just raised a hundred million, got a billion dollar valuation um, 
that not only verifies if a person is a military personnel, it also identifies if they stayed with the person. It identifies if they're a nurse or a, a first responder or a teacher, things like this. So they have an ID process that lets me know if this is a person that is open to our type of demographic. Because I'm going to be um, very uh, forward with this. And Frank, we're not looking for every traveler, any traveler. We're looking for a certain demographic of people who typically have either served in the federal government, served in the state government, either as a civilian, a military person, first responder, a nurse, a doctor, uh, people who have the propensity to serve and, and, you know, put their lives on the line for others. Um, This is who we want this to be exclusively for them, Um, mainly because we know those folks, when they go into places, they don't, you know, they're not typically going to mess it up and have a party. You do have your five percenters, but for the most part, that 95 percent is going to take care of the property, leave it in a better condition than you found it in or that they found it in. And they're going to pay on time because they're paying with government dime or government dollars. Um, so uh, we're, we're doing that detailed identification on the front end with the guests. We're also doing that inspection and verification of the property uh, and the property management side. And then we're going to have uh, coverage for all both parties from another partner that we're working with out of Europe. Um, that's just going to help take care of this whole um, space of concern and liability all in one big swoop, all through API integrations and seamless uh, uh, applications. Well, yeah, that was kind of going into my my next point was for the privacy aspect. It sounds like you guys have a lot of data, a lot of, um, like you said, kind of mentioned about the ID, the verification stuff. That sounds like there's a lot of more to it than just kind of how most platforms are where you put your name, number, email, credit card, and you're good to go. Uh, so I was, oh, yeah. uh, what's that look like for you guys on a compliancy um, side of things? Because this is this is a business I don't think a lot of people really like know about. Like in the vacation rental space, uh, we're used to the main booking platforms where, you know, hotels, everyone knows um, their Marriott's and their Hilton's and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. it's very, very like no one thinks about the back end things. But I think this is something so new and and so big because it is such a huge underserved market. That mm-hmm. when it comes, at least especially the, the the vacation rental space. So when it comes to privacy and and um, you know all that connectivity issues, what what's going on behind there? And you kind of mentioned a little bit with the ID um, thing. So I want to I want to hear a little bit more. Yeah, in terms of the security and verification, we're very uh, open and frank with our partners of what we can and won't share. Because um, you got to think about the type of people that we're serving. We're talking about the federal government. If we want to get some uh, more and more FBI and CIA and all those different types of people in the future uh, for the, to the forefront is that security and compliance of information and the type of information that's being stored and um, shared. Um, that's why we chose to go with uh, uh, cloud services through AWS. Um, they have a protocol with the federal government, which is mm-hmm. called federal FedRAMP, which means that they already have a certain level of security clearance with their cloud. Uh, we're looking at processes and procedures that's going to allow us to get FedRAMP. We don't need it right now, but as we continue to scale and grow, that's our number one priority because we want to be able to go to the footsteps of that government agency or several government agencies and say, hey, we have the security that you need in place. We have everything that you're looking for and everything that you need to make sure that the exchange of information is not breaking any kind of protocols or breaching anyone's uh, information. And yeah, 
That's what we're doing and, in the background. Yeah, and I think for us too, I think that's the value of our partnerships in this space too, because our, our model's design right now is, you know, we're not actually housing a lot of that information. And, yeah. and through our ability to vet the travelers through, uh, you know, a, a vetted partner in the space that can handle a lot of that sensitive information. So we're not passing that back and forth. And then what we're doing on the back end of that is we're also partnering with, you know, an insure tech company to make sure that we're protecting the the property and the traveler and actually uh, the stay in that space. And so we're, we're, we're padding both sides from the protection standpoint. Um, you know, again, it, it's a bit of a different traveling demographic, but we're not going to take any risks at that time. And at the same time, protection and, and risk mitigation stuff, you know, those measures still have to be taken into play. And that's where we can, we can come in and, and be a buffer. So, you know, the property manager doesn't have to worry about housing this information, you know, you know, whether it's private, in, on, and on that, you know, on that matter and, and having to store that information, they know that they're getting a booking at ease. You know, they'll know with the basic information what they can and can't do with it. Um, but, you know, the goal is to create enough of the filters to where it's it's a very minimal, you know, yep. in, in terms of like task orientation for the property manager. They just have to accept the booking. They know that they're getting, you know, a, a government traveler risk level low protection in place you know, uh, you know, hopefully a long lasting relationship uh, yeah. with this stream of traveling demographic. I love that. And I, I know a great company that does something similar. So hopefully that partnerships uh, with them. I think, uh, I think I know who you guys are talking about. So uh, yeah. really good stuff. Um, well, my, my kind of like, I guess, final question, I have, a, it's a two parter for sure. But um, my, my next final question would be, What's the task at hand for Addies right now in this current moment? I know there's been a lot that's happened this last you know year with COVID and shutdowns, opens, travel, things moving, inventory, connectivity, tech, you name it, the, everything we've covered. So what is the task at hand for you guys? And what's the, the goal? Uh, if any listener uh, can take something away from this conversation, what do you want them to know? So the task at hand for Addies uh, next is, um, I'll give you a couple of them. Um, we have our site launching here in a few months um, uh, in order to facilitate more of the need and the demand that we're getting. Um, so that's the first task at hand. New website go live. Um, the next task at hand is as we're getting a lot of these requests right now manually, uh, we need and we're asking for property managers and folks out there who are listening to this that might be around military bases or think they can support their military anywhere in the country because people are driving across the country and need places to stay as they're driving at 18 hours across the country. If this sounds like it's something you want to do, call us, email us, go to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and say, hey, how do I become a host? Uh, what do I need to get my properties registered so that we can start getting more inventory for more people to use it because we're getting stuff in like Colleen, Texas and Orlando, Florida and Oklahoma City and Lawton and Seattle. And we, we have to say we don't have anything right now, but we'll we'll help you find something. And we go on a, like a whole week of just getting properties and calling people and looking for spaces for folks to say. Um, the next thing at hand is. Understanding if you're a channel manager, or property management software system out there and you want to open this uh, untapped revenue source to your clients, then to contact us so that we can figure out if we're already working with a channel manager that has your PMS system integrated with it, uh, then great. We just got to get the thumbs up from you guys to go ahead and pull the rest of that inventory in. And if we don't, then let's figure out how we can go about 
um, getting you integrated and connected to our website uh, and our platform. Um, and then next thing down the road, I'll be raising uh, funds here in the next few months uh, towards the end of the year, start talking and meeting different investors that are interested in uh, hearing more about our story and what we're doing. And then looking for 2022 to jump out and say, all right, who wants to get behind what we're doing and help us go out and serve more of our heroes so that more hosts can host our heroes. So that's what we're looking at doing in 2022 is, you know, actively uh, fundraising and bringing in more money. Because as you heard and as you mentioned, Will, a lot of the security and a lot of the tech integrations and all that um, can only go so far with the bootstrapping and the, uh, the little bit of money we raised so far. So we're going to need some support to help us put some fuel in our, our engines and we can turn on the afterburners. Well, I'm, I'm no then, Jeff. Uh, I'm no Jeff Bezos, but I'm a hundred percent supporting what you guys are doing. How hosting your heroes, as you said, I think that's I think that's amazing. So, yeah, I love that mission. I love that statement. I think there's one thing too I want to add to that that I think is important in our mission and that we're we're working on as well. And it goes back to the exposure. Um, you know, it's it's we see that as a two way street. We also want to open up the world of, of short term rentals and what it can do for our military families, like if they're in position to take advantage of it. Right. You know, they move quite awesome often. You know, imagine if Anthony, you know, didn't have to sell his house and, and where he was moving at and could connect with the property manager in the space in a market where, you know, there's demand. You know, that's a wealth generation tool for that family. You know, they can integrate that right into the short term rental market if it's a good fit. Right. And and so we see that as dual exposure. We don't talk about it a lot, but we're working with some people um, and, and we're really, you know, building a strategy and like how we can how we can introduce this in a more formal way to let people know, like, hey, how, how less stressful would it be if you didn't have to sell your house? You could actually give it to a property manager and let them rent it out, um, you know, and, and, and really pushing for the professional management in that space and really wanting to help them, not just with the traveling demographic, but also on the inventory side, um, a little selfishly, but also more, more in terms of opening the opportunity to a demographic that's probably not even thinking about it because of the stress that they're going through at the time. Yeah. hundred percent. Sure they know that options there. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. I love that. I think that's so important. That's so key. Like I can't even, yeah, just the amount of people that don't know about short-term. Everyone knows Airbnb, right? Yeah. But the, they don't know that right. they can simply do a turnkey option and, and say, hey, like, let this build income for me so me and my kids actually can go on a longer vacation next year. Or we can mm -hmm. save up for college. Or we can save, like, this is such, yeah, I love this point. I think that's so key and so huge. Just under-talked under about, undervalued, I think it's important. Yeah. And so, yeah, so shameless plug for partnerships. Like, yeah, hey, look, yeah, we're, we, you know, we, yeah, we, we love this, we love this space, you know, and, and Anthony knows and you know, I, I love this business. I love this industry. I think it's, I think we do phenomenal things. Um, you know, we're a shining beacon of hospitality and, and should continue to be so. And that includes, you know, all these demographics that we, that we can bring together. So we're excited. Um, yeah, let's bring hospitality to the to the federal government uh, forefront, because right now I'll tell you, it's just a book for uh, corporate travel. But hospitality needs to be more of a showcase for military and federal employees. I love and we want to be the ones we will be the ones to do it. I love that. You will be the ones to do it. I think it's incredible. Well, Anthony, Mateo, my friends, thank you guys so much for being on the show, uh, bringing in so much knowledge and wealth and just something that 
I don't think many people have ever thought about or heard of. So I just I commend you. I thank you guys, and thank you so much for just being uh, being you and doing what you're doing in the industry. It's incredible. Oh man, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're honored to be you know on your show. You know, we we're, we've been fans for a while. You know, I've, I've always told you that I love what you're doing. I love your platforms. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you're the Joe Rogan of STR. I think you're the will of STR, bro. Like, <laughs> seriously, like it's, you're, you're carving your own lane and, and love to see you doing your thing uh, and glad to support. And uh, thank you for helping us spread the word, uh, you know, about what we're doing here. So we, we appreciate that for sure. Absolutely. Will to, to piggyback off what Mateo said, not only uh, thank you for having us on, but also thank you for your service. For those who don't know, uh, will is a, a man that puts on the cloth. So, from a taxpayer to a, an, uh, a service member to another service <laughs> member. Thank you for your service and uh, yeah, all that you're doing for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your service too, Anthony. It's appreciated. And thank you for paying your taxes, Mateo. It's, uh, it's, it's generous. <laughs> doing my uh, duty. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys I know so you taxpayers much. keep us hired. We love you all. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You can find everything that we have talked about in this episode in the show notes. I will make sure it's in all the links and all the greatness that they're doing is in, is in this episode. So thank you guys so much. This episode has been incredible. And you have heard another Slick Talk episode. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. I could not be more thankful that you chose my podcast to listen to today. Now, I also couldn't be more thankful for the amazing partners and sponsors I have for the show. We have Hostfully.com, NoiseAware.com, and Safely.com, and you can check out more about my sponsors on the Slick Talk website, where I have the sponsors and partners page. Now, thank you for tuning in, and enjoy another episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.